This is an AMI podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for pressing play on episode nine of Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, yeah, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day living with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. Like that time I was watching The Sopranos, yes, during the pandemic, and there was an elderly mob boss looking out a window talking about how beautiful the doves are. Well, I assumed they were doves. But thankfully, since the show doesn't seem to be available with described video, the person I was watching with, they were good enough to explain to me that those were not doves. They were pigeons. And that turned out to actually be pretty important to the plot. It's the details sometimes that are so important. Pelican? Flamingo? One of my goals with this podcast is to help expose listeners, guests, even myself to new perspectives through our individual and shared experiences. And sometimes that means trying something completely different. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing this time around. So I'm going to stop talking the talk, which you know is difficult for me. You know this by now. I could just keep talking, but I'm going to stop talking so that we can walk that walk instead right now. My guest today is someone very, very special to me. He is my partner in crime, my best friend, my support crew when I do road races and in all aspects of life. He is, I think, the perfect person to give a bit of perspective on what it can be like to live with someone with low vision and albinism. He has pretty excellent eyesight compared to someone like me. And we've been married about five years now, known each other 20 years or so. And I am so pleased to introduce my lovely husband, Mr. Eve Vermelinger. And I really hope the Swiss side of the family will forgive me if I've completely butchered the surname. I believe that is how you say it, to the best of my knowledge. To the best of your knowledge. Okay, good. Well, Eve, I'm so happy to welcome you to my podcast. What else do you want the listeners to know about you? Well, firstly, I just want to say that it's really cool to be able to make any noise in the house when you're recording the podcast. So this is kind of a big uh, advantage for me right now. I'm a bicycle mechanic by trade and have been for about 10 years. I volunteer with Blind Sports Nova Scotia as uh, their mechanic for the Tandem Bike Club, and I'm the longest-running lead pilot for the Tandem Bike Club uh, since its inception by essentially us. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, My passion is getting people into cycling, or as we like to call it, getting butts on bikes. Hashtag butts on bikes. I met Jen way back in high school. and um, When I was a hot mess. Living with Jen (laughs) has been... (laughs) Uh, a lot of fun, <laughs> and it's given me a lot of insight into uh, the blind community. Uh, mostly that it's okay to say "see you later" without thinking it's very offensive. It's not offensive at all. That's a really good example. And and don't say "see you later" just yet. Please stay here, even though yeah, it's so true that you're usually down maybe playing video games and trying to be really quiet while I'm doing the podcast slash wrangling the fur kids, our cat and dog, to keep them quiet while I do this. So 
it's definitely different. They're behaving right now. So let's hope that continues and yeah. be quiet for us while we're on this. I'm so glad that I volunteered you for that tandem biking thing like a decade ago. It's easily the most rewarding part of my life. Awesome. So let's start with the good stuff. I want to ask you a question. Is that okay? Yeah. What are some of the perks of living with someone with low vision and or albinism? Well, I guess like I'd have to go with a selfish one and say I don't have to worry so much about what I like to call my old person hair. <laughs> Uh, the hairs that are growing out of my ears and eyebrows and nose. Wait a minute. Which... You have hairs growing out of your ears and nose? Yeah. Yeah. It gets pretty crazy. But thankfully, you haven't had to notice them. Um, Wait a minute. Let me, let me just get my magnifier here and inspect what's going on. Dear Lord, there really are hairs coming out of your ears. I yeah. can't unsee it. I can't unknow that. Yeah. Uh, that's been going on a while. Sorry. Okay, so let's just, I'll just try to forget about that. Um, wow. Okay, what else? Um, you know, I, I don't have to be very good at cleaning around the house, like as far as dusting and sweeping is concerned. I'm able to kind of let that slide a little bit longer than maybe other relationships uh, would allow. That's pretty cool. Okay, let's be honest. I do most of the cleaning around here. And I will say that over the years, I've gotten really good at like once a week, once every couple of weeks, running my finger along things that I know collect dust. So you're not, yeah, you're not really getting away with much. But one area that I have to agree with is the bathtub, because I never have my glasses on when I'm in that area. And so there'll be times when I'll take a peek in there when I have my glasses on and it's like a fucking horror movie. It's like, it gets really bad. And you don't tell me. So... Figured let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Anything else? Um. Well, like I guess like the biggest perk is that I get to go see movies for free. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good one. I can't help but think of all the times we've gone to the movies together. And I try to get the DV, the described video headset, and it's just a complete fiasco. And you just like feel so embarrassed for the staff. Do you remember the time they brought me the closed captioning thing instead? Yeah, that's really useful. <laughs> a, a, a tiny little uh, screen that, that shows words that also not, not going to work out that, that well. And the movie had already started by the time they got their... Sh they didn't even get their shit together. No. By the time they found a device, the wrong device, I was embarrassed for them. Very rarely does it ever go as planned. It, I don't think it's ever... I've never seen you get the DV for no. a movie at a movie theater in any kind of timely fashion slash never at all. Well, as you can imagine, there are some perks for me with this whole relationship set up with you with the good eyes me with the bad eyes um you do such a good job at filling me in on the world around me you more than anybody else in my life ever you understand better what i can and, and cannot see it's just like the best thing ever you are like my built-in dv you're like my described <laughs> video and you do such a good job, particularly if it's a movie or sh a TV show where there are subtitles. You are so animated. You do the accents and 
it seems like you enjoy doing it. Is it is that actually the case or are you just putting on a show for me? I well, I, I am trying to put on a show for you, but I do thoroughly enjoy doing the accents. Uh, I'm sure they're probably not PC, but I think they're pretty good. <laughs> you do. Not PC. Well, you know, it's usually just you and I and um, people that uh, that are we're comfortable with when you do that stuff anyway. But you really do such a good job at that. And I will say the other perk, um, and this has become clear to me even just in the last little while because our restaurants and, and beer gardens are opening up in Halifax post-COVID third wave. Um when we go out on the tandem bike and we go cruising downtown and go visit the beer gardens, you're kind of like the designated driver. I get to drink way more beer than you do. Now, given it is a bicycle, so I still get to drink a little, <laughs> but I do consider that I am uh, driving you around. So I, I definitely don't go crazy. Drink responsibly, kids, especially yeah. if you're if you're piloting anything, including a tandem <laughs> bike. It's all about precious cargo. Yeah, that's right. It's easier after we go to the beer gardens for me to put my feet up on the back handlebars and you don't notice. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's what? all right. Surprise. I, I, I thought it was a little bit harder getting up, but I, I thought that that was just because of uh, me being a little soused. <laughs> you, you know so what? you haven't been pedaling. Um, let's move on. You know, <laughs> you <Oof>. know. <laughs> Um, there's a lot coming out in this uh, conversation here that I wasn't really expecting, but maybe, you know, and I just thought of this too, maybe it's not better that I have more beers because I have a way better sense of direction than you do. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not one to admit it all the time, but typically, yes, you do have the better sense of direction than I do. Uh, sometimes, you know, I wouldn't say always. That doesn't take good eyeballs, but uh, it doesn't take. No, of course not. You're no. able to. Just know where you are and where you've been, and I seem to forget. I have to be more conscious of of where things are and where streets intersect and that kind of thing. But let's talk about some of our most memorable low vision moments together, because there are so many that when we sat down to plan this podcast, I found it really difficult to pick them out because there have been so many over the years. What are some of your most memorable ones? Well, I guess this one's not so much that it's a singular memorable one, but I do have to admit, I find a lot of resealable packaging for snacks or <laughs> anything, and it's not opened in a resealable fashion. Um, <laughs> usually it'll be opened with a knife or something on the bottom or upside down, upside down or the side or it's torn open. And there's very, and in my opinion, clearly, a Ziploc kind of function <laughs> to the bag, but that that happens often. To my credit, I usually notice sometime after I've sliced it open. I, I at some point I usually realize that I fucked up and that it's actually a resealable bag, and but I kind of kick myself. You, you are very good at uh, the chip clip resealing system. Oh, so you that, gotta like, you gotta it, keep that. Fresh. It, it's not like the stuff's not fresh. It's, well, that's it. Yeah, it's just not opened. The way the manufacturer intended. <laughs> and you're so understanding. This just demonstrates how understanding you are. You just go with it. I know what's going on. One of my favorites is, it's pretty recent actually. Okay, sometimes when I'm up here in the home office, paying, uh, doing the finances, paying the bills, I usually do that on Sunday nights. And Which I'm thankful for. 
Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. I know that's getting done right. But anyway, <laughs> when I'm up here on Sunday nights, I'm doing the finances. I sometimes like to have a glass of wine while I'm doing that. And this was in the last couple of months. I was coming up the stairs and I slipped on the stairs, which are right in front of the home office door. So when I slipped on the stairs, I spilled my wine all over the floor. It splashed everywhere. And I did my absolute best to clean everything up. And I thought I was home free. No one's going to know that I ever spilled wine up here. No one's going to know that I've been drinking wine up here while I'm paying the bills. And then what happened, Eve? Well, I don't know. It must have been a few days later or something, but it was during the day. And I'd come upstairs. <laughs> a it was a weekday. <laughs> uh, I had just gotten off work and you were, you were still in your office working. And I noticed on the door there was a relatively deep purple stain. And I thought, well, that looks like wine. <laughs> um, so I knock on your door and I ask, have you already been drinking today? <laughs> And you you adamantly were saying, no, you hadn't been drinking today. And what I, makes you say that? Well, there, there's a big wine stain on the door. <laughs> and I'm just wondering how long this has more than likely been there. It had been there for weeks. At least a week. At least a week, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I, um, I wonder if any of the guests in our home noticed it. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. If they've gone upstairs to use the washroom, then there's a very good chance that they <laughs> noticed a, um, I wouldn't say large, but a somewhat noticeable wine stain near the bottom of the door. I was so sure that I had cleaned it up and that nobody would be the wiser. I'm sure you did a really good job because that was all that I saw that was left. But then when you pointed it out to me, it was all over the bottom of the door. Yes. It was quite obvious when you pointed it out. <laughs> that happens. Oh, goodness. That one's pretty memorable. Though I think... I have told this story to so many people. This last one that I want to share. When you first get together with someone, you have excellent eyesight. You do wear glasses, but compared to me, you have excellent eyesight. When you get together in, in that kind of dynamic, in a relationship, there's a point when you realize... Like, oh shit, what am I getting into here? This is the story that I think encompasses that. We had been, we were living in Vancouver and we had only been together maybe a year. Yeah, a year, maybe two. Right. And we were walking down the street in our neighborhood and I point across the street and I say, Eve, look at that big fluffy dog over there. Isn't that, isn't that cute? Like, what kind of dog is that? It's so fluffy. And I'm looking across the street, <laughs> looking in every yard, just <laughs> trying to find not only a dog, but a dog that would be big enough for Jen to see from across the street. So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be something reasonable. And I, I, I can't see any dogs. There are no dogs across the street. It was more than likely, and in fact, a large bush. It was a large bush, and yeah. it was it was not moving. Like a it was dog. a very well trained dog, if it was anything at all. <laughs> it was... could have been a guard dog that took into camouflage very well. It wasn't it like a big. It was like some big dead bush too. I believe it Cause, was because yes. that was that's what made me think it was a dog is because it was like a beige. It color. was a, a relatively scraggly dying bush. Yes, not a dog. Before we wrap this up today, you thank you for putting up with me and my antics. I wouldn't call it putting up with. I 
I enjoy it. We have a good time. We have a great time. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think probably the thing that I like the most about our relationship is that I get to show you a lot of really interesting and beautiful and detailed things that you wouldn't normally be able to see. So uh, let's say if you were sitting by some flowers or something and, you know, they're nice flowers, but I can take a picture with my phone and then zoom in and show you the little bee that's in the flower working away or able to, you know, describe to you the the little things that maybe you might miss or, you know, that kind of stuff. That really brings me a lot of joy is to be able to show you those things. Oh, you really do such a good job at helping me enjoy the world around me that I wouldn't normally be able to enjoy. And it sounds so small, like just knowing what a bee really looks like when it's working away in a flower. It seems like such a small thing, I think, to most people, but it is something that is just so cool. You know, when you're an adult, you're 20 something years old and you've never seen something like that in such detail. It's just like, it's a moment. It's like, holy shit. That's what, you know, that's what people are seeing when they glance down at something like that. And you really just get a whole new perspective. Something that, um, that makes me think of just now is I was talking to uh, a friend of ours that also is uh, visually impaired. Mm -hmm. And I asked him one day, what what do you think Bugs Bunny looks like? Mm. And he had never, he'd been blind since birth. So he had no idea. He thought Bugs Bunny looked like what a bunny looks like, hopping about. Like anatomically. Uh... Yeah, like a small bunny, a rabbit, natural looking. And I said, no, no, he's a guy. Essentially, he walks on his hind legs. He walks about. He's got gloves on. Yeah. Uh, he, he's at, he's taller than Elmer Fudd. Yeah. And just being able to describe these things um, to people that may have low vision or something, I think mm -hmm. that's really cool. And that is a, a fun aspect to our relationship. You you do us a fine service in doing these things, and I and I, <laughs> I know I mean it. And I think that more people who have who are sighted. I think that you are such an example of, you know, just like, don't be shy to say these things. I think a lot of people don't know what, you know, what is it okay to say? What is, I don't know, what, how do I tread here? And you, I don't know, you do a really good job at giving us information that is, helps us enjoy the world around us, like I said. I find that the honesty of it all is really the easiest one. If you have a question, mm -hmm. it's worth it to ask. A lot of times people aren't offended by a genuine caring question. It's not you don't you don't have to say, oh, well, is is he going to be upset that he doesn't know what Bugs Bunny looks like? Mm -hmm. No, if anything, it's better off. That's right. Well, I can't thank you enough for everything you do for me in terms of showing me the world around me, chauffeuring me on the tandem bike. And lastly, you never get tired of me asking you if my shoes are tied. That's that's a big benefit for me, too. They're actually typically tied. Yeah, they're usually good. They're usually good. I, I don't know why you keep asking. Isn't he just the best? Even after well over a decade together, my heart still skips a beat when we walk down the street and I feel a trembling in my knees. 
Can you name that song? Yeah, it's a little random, okay. But more importantly, have you ever asked the sighted people in your circle their favorite low vision or blind moments with you? What about the pros and cons of being with someone who has albinism or low vision or who is blind? Let me know. Send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at one 866 509 4545. Oh, one more time. That phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. I am also on Instagram and Twitter. Connect with me there under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. This podcast would not be possible without the technical production virtuosity of Sam Robinson. And a thank you to manager at AMI-audio, Andy Frank. Until next time, are my shoes untied? Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.